Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money and how to stay healthy while traveling the world. Uh, so super excited for our guest today because he is a fellow dad, fellow speaker, fellow consultant, fellow podcaster, and we're going to be talking all about health and fitness, especially when you're traveling. So super excited about this topic because I know I definitely need it for myself when we're traveling, and I know a lot of the people listening and watching who love to travel, they neglect their health. Uh, so our guest today, his name is Dr. Adrian Chavez, and uh, he is the founder of uh, com. So we're going to be finding out all about his um, passion for health and nutrition. He has a master's degree in ex exercise science and a doctoral degree in nutrition. So he's definitely an uh, expert in this area. So Dr. Chavez, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So uh, why do we get to know you a little bit better before we get into the whole health and nutrition? We want to get to know you and your family and a little bit about your background. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about me. Um, I am a single father to one uh, four, almost five-year-old boy. He turns five in, in a couple of months. Uh, so I have full custody of him. So it's just him and I uh, in, in our uh, little family and a couple of dogs. Uh, but what kind of got me into this, so the background... Uh, you know, I played sports in, in high school, uh, kind of transitioned to learning more about my body uh, after high school. You know, I started uh, lifting weights, started uh, eating differently, started, you know, I was in college and really eating much differently than everyone around me because uh, I, I recognized the importance of nutrition uh, on, my, on my health at an early age. I was very interested in sports and performance. Uh, and, and that's where I was planning on taking my career. However, when I was about 21, 22 years old, uh, right about then, I had a, a gastrointestinal issue. So I had a stomach ulcer. Uh, I was dealing with some pain, uh, some digestive issues, uh, and went to a doctor, and they prescribed me antibiotics and proton pump inhibitor, um, and that made it worse. So I went back, and he didn't know what to do. And so he sent me to a GI specialist. Uh, the specialist didn't really have an answer for me. Uh, they, they sent me kind of, uh, you know, I went to a couple of different specialists, got a couple of different opinions. They were just telling me that they can do some imaging and, and do an endoscopy. And, and I was like, all right, but that's going to cost, you know, $3,000 and what's above insurance, you know, after the insurance paid like 60% of it. Uh, and then I'm like, what's, what's the next step? Like what, if we do the endoscopy and we find out, uh, what's, what are we potentially going to find out and how, how is, how, like, what's the next move there? And they really didn't have an answer that I was satisfied with. Uh, so at that point, you know, I had a pretty decent amount of knowledge on, on nutrition, on, on exercise training, on my body and how it worked. Uh, so what I did is I just, I took to the internet and I started, I bought a couple of books, started reading uh, and then realized like, okay, maybe I can do this with diet. And I asked, I asked every doctor that I saw, you know, is there anything I can do nutritionally? And they're like, uh, you need to cut out coffee, cut out alcohol. I did that. Didn't help. Um, they said it was stress related. I was, I'm just not a stressful, I'm not a high stress person. I'm a laid back person. It wasn't stress related. I knew it wasn't. Um, so at that point, uh, I, I did some reading, did some research on my own. So it shifted my diet and in about a month, all symptoms were gone. I felt excellent. Uh, never dealt with that again. Well, I had a little bit later on in life, I had a little bit of a, a reoccurrence, but I knew what to do got rid of it completely uh, immediately, like in, in, a, in a week or so. Um, and that, that kind of shifted my path. So that experience right there shifted my path from working with athletes to uh, the, the journey that I'm on now, 
where I work from more of a healthcare-based perspective, and I use that that information and the knowledge of the human body to to really help people uh, improve their health, and particularly with GI issues uh, and autoimmune disease, where where conventional medicine is just absolutely terrible at helping um, helping people deal with. Uh, so that's kind of the the path that that or that's what led me on the path that I have uh, taken now. So obviously it's no small feat to get a doctorate in nutrition. I think out of all the people I've interviewed and other people I've met, I'd never ever met someone with a doctorate in nutrition. So tell us a little bit about the journey to actually study. How many years did that take you? And uh, tell us a little bit about the subjects you had to study and how you got that designation. Oh yeah. So um, it was a four year program. Uh, it was pretty intensive. It was, you know, just tons of books, tons of uh, reading. A lot of it is self-guided. So you kind of focus on what you are interested in. Uh, at that point, it was, you know, what I thought I could do the most good with was uh, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Uh, so I really buckled down on those. And that was that was my primary focus for those four years uh, of my PhD. It was a really intensive program. It was um, we had to do uh, what's called, uh, I forget what they call them, progressive exams, where we had to like just cite research studies and write a five-page paper on seven different topics uh, from, our, from memory, <laughs> which was uh, pretty tough. So, uh, you know, during that process, I probably, I read probably 5,000 or more research papers uh, during the process of these four years of getting my PhD. Um, but, you know, as I'm getting this uh, education, this formal education, at the same time, I knew that there was a lot that was lacking from, from what I was getting through my, my formal education. So I was still reading on the side, tons of books. So during that four years, I read hundreds of books uh, as well to make sure that I was getting a comprehensive education because, um, I mean, I, I know many of your listeners probably know this, but the educational system is, um, you know, it's a bit outdated. You know, we have so much uh, rapidly evolving information on the internet and, and, it's available. Uh, and you can find that in books. You can find that in, in high quality websites uh, if you know how to sift through it. But uh, that stuff doesn't make it to the textbooks for 15 years. And that was a problem with the education that I was getting is I felt, um, you know, it was great, but it was also lacking in some areas. It helped me develop a really good foundation of understanding of the human body, physiology at the cellular level. And then I just took that and ran with it and, and really supplemented that education uh, with my own personal education. And I feel like, you know, I'm still doing that today. Uh, I am still a student. Uh, I am a student first and, and a practitioner, consultant, podcaster, teacher second. Uh, you know, I just love to learn. I really want to know. Um, I want to be able to do the best that I possibly can with the people who work with me. And I want to be able to give people, you know, really, really the right information uh, because there's so much stuff out there on the internet that it's just not supported by science. A lot of it. And, and really most of these people are not practitioners. They're not working with people. It's just, you know, they're out there marketing, they're selling stuff. And, and that's the problem with, uh, you know, the industry as a whole is a lot of people are so confused about what to do because, uh, you know, people are selling, people are trying to sell keto every, all over the place now. And it's like these same people were not promoting a ketogenic diet two years ago. Like, why, how did the, the, the science didn't change? There hasn't been a complete shift in the science. The same studies that they're citing were, were available four years ago. Um, but, but it's just, they're marketers. Um, and a lot, most of what you're going to find on the internet is, is a lot of marketers. So I wanted to bring something different to the table, something science-based. And I wanted to be a trusted source of education, information, and really help people, um, you know, from a place of, I just want to help. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to sell 
anything. Of course, I have a business uh, centered around what I do. Uh, but my first my first priority is to really educate people and give people the right information. And speaking of the right information, like you said, it can be very overwhelming. If you just go to Google, how to be healthy, boom, you get flooded with millions and millions and millions of websites and uh, programs and YouTube videos and you get overwhelmed. So what is the right information based on your extensive research and your PhD and your experience in the field? So when it comes down to general health, I think there's, you know, there's, there's two things that we really need to focus on as a whole. Um, you don't want to overeat calories. That simple. Um, you, if you overeat calories, you're going you're gonna to reduce your lifespan. Uh, so you got to figure out a way to, to structure your nutritional approach so that you are in a slight caloric deficit or eating the amount of calories that you need to maintain weight if you are uh, at a healthy weight where you need to be. Uh, number two is we need to make sure that we're getting uh, sufficient amounts of micronutrients. So, you know, vitamin, B vitamins, vitamin C, um, all of these micronutrients that are they come from plant foods, um, mostly from plant, food, plant foods. We can get micronutrients from, from uh, animal foods, particularly some of the B vitamins. Um, but generally speaking, the most nutritionally dense foods are going to be plant foods. So we want to make sure that we're getting the, the micronutrients that our body needs in order to perform all of the millions of processes uh, that, that go, uh, the millions of processes that, that, that uh, are needed to, to keep our body running on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then the, the, the macronutrients outside of that, um, you know, when it comes to macronutrient ratios, when people talk about protein, carbs, fat, uh, you know, the specific dietary approach where it's, whether it's going to be really low carb or really low fat, that's genetic based. And that's something that people do not talk about. Um, your ability to process fat and your ability to process carbohydrates and your ability to clear fat out of the body and your insulin sensitivity, your ability just to process and use carbs completely dependent on genetics or, or significantly dependent on genetics. It's also, you know, based on our previous experiences, of course, um, and, and what we've done up, up into our life up to that point. But my podcast is called Your Nutrition Prescription for that reason, because um, you'll never hear me say everybody should do this, uh, because that's not the way that it works. And anyone who does say that, I always recommend if, if you hear someone say everyone should do keto, especially keto, that I mean, that <laughs> people are just some people are just having negative side effects of doing that. And then I had a guy come to me yesterday that said, you know, I'm following this really low carbohydrate diet and I'm not losing weight yet. He was like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not adhering to it strictly enough? And I'm like, no, you probably just don't do well off of that nutrition plan. And you need to figure out what works for you and not what Sally across the street did that helped her lose weight. That isn't a way that I don't think that's a a viable way for us to decide what we should be doing because we're so much different. The individual variation is so large between individuals that we need to make sure and figure out what's best for us. So you got obviously the general principles and then you have that highly specific individual variation. So in terms of the general principles you mentioned, like you mentioned the caloric and the, the macro and micronutrients. So do you suggest like, uh, you know, keeping track of the calories, counting them? Or would you suggest uh, some tools or apps or how do you actually track all of the, all of your daily intake? So to get started, I always recommend that people track for a short period of time. Now I, I, I don't track, haven't tracked in years. Um, I, I've just, I know what, is in my food. I can look at it and I know, okay, that's about what I need. Um, I, I recommend people track for a period of time because that's an, a period of education. That's a period of learning about your food. So when you track, you can see, okay, 
when I look at that meal, I can guess that it's about 500, 600 calories. It doesn't have to be exact, um, but really having that awareness and having that understanding of being able to uh, just just know what you're putting into your body. You know, I, I delivered when I was doing my PhD, I used to do classes in communities with uh, low income families and and we would we would like have them estimate and then show them the true values of, of different foods. And um, most people just are unaware. So people, you know, think that something's about, oh, that's five or 600 calories, but you know, there's a bunch of oil in there and they don't realize it. And it's really like 1500, you know, 2000 calories. And I, it really is important to, to track for that reason. I'm not a big fan of tracking because I think it brings food down to the numbers uh, and it makes it kind of obsessive and food is much more than just numbers. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to that initial education period of really learning about food and how your body responds to, uh, to food, it's, it's a really useful thing to do. And I use, I usually recommend my fitness pal, uh, lose it's another good app. And then there's chronometer as well. So those three apps are, are like the three main apps that they have a, a huge database and high quality, uh, information about most foods. Well, there you go. If you haven't downloaded those apps, so make sure you grab a copy of those ones. You, uh, uh, Dr. Shabazz mentioned. So I'm curious to know about this whole uh, debate nowadays. Uh, a lot of people are moving to more plant-based nutrition. There's the vegan movement. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are there in terms of meat and plant and uh, veganism, vegetarianism. Walk us through that whole debate. So again, a lot of it comes down to individual uh, variation in, in what works best for you. If you trend, um, and this is an easy way to see it. So if you trend towards like... Uh, cardiovascular issues. So if you trend towards like high, high uh, LDL cholesterol, where it's just, you know, you, you're probably in the 200, 250, 300 range, then you're probably best off a mostly plant-based diet. Now, if you trend towards lower cholesterol and higher, uh, higher glucose and higher what's called triglycerides, um, if you see that you're trending in that direction, then you're probably going to be better with a little bit more animal food and a little bit less plant foods. Because if you are eating a vegan diet or, or a vegetarian diet, you're going to be eating mostly carbohydrates. And if you don't process carbohydrates well, and you're on that sort of nutrition plan, you are not going to respond to it well. So a lot of people come to me who have been on a vegetarian or vegan diet who, um, you know, their, their blood sugar and, and uh, their triglycerides are just high. And it's like, okay, that diet doesn't work for you. Um, and, I, and I know that you might be doing it for, you know, some people do it for, for environmental reasons, which is great. And I understand that. Um, but we have sustainable ways of, of raising animals as well. And, and completely going away from animal based foods is probably not best for some people in, um, as an individual. So that's a good way to kind of make that distinction. Uh, another thing, a lot of people um, uh, who do the vegan or vegetarian diet, they just, they just don't do well on it. They feel low energy. They, 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 their hormones will start to, to go out of balance. And that's just an indication that it's not good for you. Um, and, and like I said, some people can do well off it. And I see a lot of people do, they'll start it because their friend started it and, and their friend feels great off of it. And that's one of the primary drivers. I mean, I think that's what mo most people like choose their diet based on their social circle and what other people are doing. It's like, Oh, my friend did this and he got results off it. So yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's like, that's the last thing you should use to choose your diet because you're different. Even if you're genetic twins, um, you know, that's, that's the best. That's if, if you're choosing your diet based on your genetic twin, that's the closest thing that you should uh, like. That's the only time that you should probably do that. Uh, if you're not a genetic twin of that person, 
don't use their nutrition and their, their success as a way to guide what you should be doing. You need to learn about your body by trying out different things. And I, I usually recommend starting with like a Mediterranean type diet where you're eating a balanced diet where you have carbohydrates and you have fat in your meal and you have a, a decent amount of protein and it's just, it's balanced. And then you can go from there and you can say, okay, how do I feel off lower carbs? How do I feel off higher carbs? And then kind of judge how your body's, uh, you know, responding to each dietary approach. That definitely makes sense there. So Dr. Chavez, I'm curious to know about weight loss and diet. And uh, we've mentioned a few diet uh, kind of fads nowadays. Uh, what would you say specifically for someone who wants to lose weight? And, uh, you know, would you have a certain diet in mind? Yeah, as I mentioned, the um, so the safest thing to do is follow a balanced diet and, and create a caloric restriction. So you have to track, you have to figure out how to create a, a calorie deficit. So figure out what's going to allow you to lose about one to two pounds per week. And uh, when you sign up for any of these apps, they're going to give you an estimate of what your body needs to, to reach your goals. Um, you follow that. And then after a week or two, if you're not seeing the, the scale go in the direction that you want to see it go, then you're going to need to adjust and you're going to need to bring it down a little bit. If you're following that and you're just super fatigued and hungry all the time, then you need to bump it up a little bit. Um, so, so that's a really good way to start. Um, the safest thing to do is to follow the balanced diet. Uh, you know, going too low carb, it can create imbalances. Going too low fat can create imbalances. So those are good ways to restrict um, calories because, I mean, the reason those things work is because when you cut out, like you cut out a lot of the foods that you enjoy and, and that are satisfying to you, of course, you're going to be able to reduce the amount of calories that you eat without thinking about it as much. Um, but but it, it can create imbalances. So that's where I usually recommend to start with the more balanced type diet, uh, you know, and, and then kind of adjust from there. So one of the things you mentioned earlier is this whole area of uh, micronutrients and uh, vitamins and uh, most of us probably don't have it naturally. So you, do you recommend um, actually taking supplements? And if so, what kind of supplements? Uh, are there certain companies you would recommend? Walk us through the whole um, micronutrient side of our diet. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of nutritional supplements. But, um, and what you're going to see, and you're, a lot of people hear this from their doctor when they come to me, and then, and then when I put them on nutritional supplements, they're like, wow, I feel so much better. But uh, a lot of doctors will say that nutritional supplements don't work because they're looking at large-scale studies of the general population of people who buy their supplements from Walmart. We don't need to get your supplements <laughs> from Walmart. If you right. get your supplements from the same place that you get your toilet paper, there's a problem. Uh, so you want to get your nutritional supplements from high-quality sources. Uh, one of my favorite brands is Equilibrium Nutrition. Uh, I use that every day. They have a protein powder. It's called an all-in-one uh, shake, and it's a protein powder and multivitamin combination. So it gives you all of the nutrients that your body needs. Um, so it gives you all the B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, uh, all of the minerals, and then it also gives a couple of uh, nutrients to help with daily liver detox, which is important because we're exposed to 80,000 plus man-made chemicals in our environment every single day. And yes, our liver does detoxify our blood, uh, but its ability to detoxify the blood, you know, it didn't evolve in, in an environment where we're exposed to 80,000 chemicals. It involved in an environment where we were living in nature and we didn't have exposure to all this. So, you know, I hear a lot of people say detox is completely unnecessary. I have a completely different idea of that because, uh, you know, I work with people who are very sick and, 
and I use detoxification protocols and help them get much better very quickly. Um, so, so that's, um, that's the brand, my favorite brand. Um, there's also a lot of other good ones as well. You want to stick to uh, what are called the functional medicine brands. So uh, Thorn, Pure Encapsulations, Integrative Therapeutics, um, Vital Nutrients, and there's a few others as well. These brands operate like pharmaceutical companies with supplements. They have third-party testing. They test for purity. They test for potency. They use uh, clinically relevant uh, doses in all of their supplements. So a couple of the problems that you'll see is that some of the supplements, uh, they're just sourced from cheap places. They'll have some lead or cadmium or, or copper. And a buildup of these heavy metals disrupts our cellular processes. We want to make sure that we're getting high-quality nutritional supplements so that we don't end up getting exposed to all these heavy metals. Um, along with that, the, uh, these other brands will put in, they'll say, oh, yeah, we have this turmeric. And it's like four milligrams of turmeric. And they'll, they'll cite some studies underneath like, Turmeric has beneficial effects for arthritis and this, and it's like, but it, that's at a dose of 500 milligrams, not five. And a lot of these companies, you know, that's just how they're operating. So that's why I like to stick to those brands. Uh, there is a, a wholesale distribution company. Uh, this is mainly going to be for people in U.S., uh, but, but MP Script is one that I like to refer people to as well. Uh, if they want to get supplements that Equilibrium Nutrition doesn't offer, um, but Equilibrium Nutrition is my go-to. Uh, MP script is number two. Awesome. Thanks for those recommendations. So we've covered a lot to do with food, supplements. Uh, obviously, there's other factors that determine our health, especially exercise and sleep, stress, uh, relationships, money. All these variables obviously are influencing our health as well. Tell us about how those other components of our life, uh, we can maximize those areas to supplement the meals and nutrition. Oh yeah. So, so I am a big promoter of a holistic lifestyle approach. Uh, when people come to me, when I, when I have clients to sign up with me, you know, the nutrition is usually secondary. One of the first things we're going to be looking at, uh, particularly, it just depends on the individual, but uh, relationship stress is big. Got to get people out of your life that are toxic. If, if you have people in your life that are not supporting you, that are not, uh, that are not building you up, that are, that are criticizing you, that are causing negative emotions in your life, you have to get rid of them. All right. There's no way around it. Um, you just got to get rid of them. Uh, another really important thing is just having a good routine. Um, you know, and I know that that's very difficult when you're traveling. Uh, but, you know, waking up in the morning and, and, you know, just getting your mind in the right place, you know, having some positive affirmations, doing some journaling, listening to some positive uh, something positive in your in your headphones. That's the first thing I do every morning. Uh, there's a podcast that I really enjoy called The Quote of the Day Show. And Monday through Friday, they post a 10-minute, um, it's just like a motivational, inspirational talk, and it's the first thing I do every morning. So I wake up, I put that in my headphones, and I go and get some water, and then uh, I'll start my day from there. I'll do a little bit of meditation, and then I will do a little bit of stretching, write in my journal, and, and then I'll start my day. So I get my day started on a positive note, and I highly recommend that. That's, that's something that I implement with every single one of my clients. Um, and, and it's, it works wonders. And, and literally that, that for some people, that is the difference. You know, people come to me, uh, with autoimmune diseases and they've tried, they've literally tried all these different diets, tried all these different protocols. And, and then I look at their life and it's like, okay, well, you're in a bad relationship and you hate your job and you wake up every morning and you're rushing out the door <laughs> and you have these, you know, you have this stress response from the second you wake up until you get to work. And then when you get to work, you're still stressed out. <laughs> and it's like, you're distressing all day. 
we have to really start our days on, on, a, on a more relaxed note and, and really give ourselves that space to, to, to incorporate something very positive at the beginning of our day to, to, to start ourselves off in that, in that frame of mind. And that's so important for health like that. Those are the two things that, that really are two of the first things that I focus on. And then as far as sleep goes, and this is probably a huge issue with, uh, with traveling. Um, yeah, definitely. Is really just optimizing your sleep. One of the most important things is creating a routine, but when you're traveling, it's very difficult. So a couple of things that I can recommend as far as sleep when you're traveling, of course, try to keep all the lights off. Don't go to sleep with the TV on. It's, it's very, very disruptive to your sleep. Um, but another thing, magnesium citrate, there's a product called natural calm clinically proven to, to help with sleep. Um, melatonin is another good one to use for a short period of time. So if you have jet lag and you're just completely off, uh, you know, your, your circadian rhythms are just completely thrown off using some melatonin for, for a couple of weeks can be very useful to help get you back in rhythm. Um, but sleep and, uh, I'm quoting this from, from one of the one of the people that I really look up to, uh, his name is Sean Stevenson, who runs a podcast called The Model Health Show. Uh, he said, you know, a, a good night's sleep starts first thing in the morning. So, you know, getting a little bit of movement in the morning, getting uh, exposure to some sunlight can be really, really useful for for normalizing your circadian rhythms and helping you sleep better at night. So in terms of the whole exercise dimension, uh, would you recommend uh, going to the gym, walking, jogging, running, uh, doing uh, Ironmans? Uh, tell us a little bit about the exercise uh, component. So here, here is my base recommendation for exercise. Two days a week, get your heart rate up really high. All right, however you can do that, whether it be rowing or, or running or, or playing tennis or playing soccer, whatever. Um, get your heart rate up really high for at least 30 minutes, two days a week, uh, two days a week, lift something heavy. I mean, that could be going to the gym. Um, it, whatever, whatever allows you to pick up heavy weights. Okay. We need to keep our muscles strong. That's going to protect us when we're older. Um, weightlifting is really like the long, long term game. Uh, because one of the primary things that people deal with is lack of mobility. Um, and you know, anyone who listened to this, I, I know that you want to live a long and uh, exciting life and, and you want to really be able to take advantage of those later years in your life and be able to travel and be able to stay mobile and the exercise is really important for that. So or in the, the weightlifting is, is probably the most important thing as far as keeping your mobility. So lifting some heavy weight two days a week, don't push it too hard. Uh, don't go crazy because that's when you actually do negative and, and that's <laughs> counterproductive. Uh, so a couple days a week of uh, getting your heart rate really high, some type of cardiovascular activity couple days a week of weight training and that could be combined like a CrossFit type session. You did that twice a week. You're combining that. So, you know, that's only like an hour a week. And then outside of that, just trying to stay active, you know, trying to have as, as little sedentary time as possible. Um, you know, if you're traveling, that's, that's going to be the case because you're going to be out sightseeing and moving around. So that's a really good, you know, getting that activity is so important. Most of the centenarians that we, uh, that we've studied from and looking at what you know, people who live a really long time, they just live active lives. They're not in the gym lifting weights. They're just really active. They're moving around. They're playing with their kids. Uh, they're out doing, you know, gardening or, or uh, tending to the home or whatever, uh, but they're just moving. And that's really important. Uh, the other part, and this is also really relevant to travel, is staying, uh, doing some type of stretching. So I really just recommend, so a lot of people like to do yoga classes and they'll do like an hour class three times per week. Uh, I think it's much more beneficial to get about five to 10 minutes of stretching in um, at least one or two times a day 
every day. And that's much more beneficial than getting one hour three times per week. Uh, it just keeps you mobile throughout the week rather than, you know, just going crazy on one day and then having a couple days off where you're not doing any stretching. So you actually have a podcast where you actually go into a lot of these topics and much more in much more detail. Tell us a little bit about the origin of your podcast and what are the major themes, topics, uh, the deeper dives you're doing on your show? Yeah, so my podcast currently, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a transition phase where I'm thinking about making some changes to it. So uh, this is most likely going to change in a couple of weeks. But right now I publish uh, five podcasts a week. They're about 10 to 15 minutes long. And I just I cover one topic. So, you know, one episode is a basic exercise routine, just what we talked about, but I go into a little bit more detail about that. One episode will be um, how to choose a multivitamin. One episode will be how to choose a probiotic. If you feel like you need to choose a probiotic, one episode will be like uh, how to uh, deal with heartburn. Uh, so I, I cover very, uh, very minute uh, in, in structured topics. I do one a day, um, but I'm probably after about two weeks, once I hit episode number 300, I want to start going deep. And uh, most of my clients, all my clients, uh, have autoimmune diseases and gut issues. And I want to go much deeper in that because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like those are the people that are, uh, are the least served by conventional medicine right now. So if someone develops a, a major gut issue, autoimmune disease, colitis, Crohn's, uh, IBS, heartburn, uh, you know, any type of gastroesophageal uh, reflux disease, the, the conventional medicine solutions are, are harmful. Honestly, they're harmful. And most of these conditions are the result of medications. So half of my clients, at least half of my clients with autoimmune disease, uh, they started taking proton pump inhibitors, which are antacids, um, multiple years ago. And that, that creates, uh, that disrupts digestion, that creates bacterial overgrowth, that creates yeast overgrowth, that creates nutritional deficiencies, and that leads to an autoimmune condition. And that's 50%. Uh, and it's, it's disturbing to me. Um, so that's why I really want to dive a lot more deeper in that. So I'm going to transition my podcast over the next couple of weeks uh, to doing deep dive interviews and, and personal you know, episodes, just uh, really getting deep on those topics to serve, uh, serve that, that community. Sounds great. Uh, definitely looking to uh, listening and uh, gaining lots of insights and applying it to my own life. So, Dr. Chavez, uh, if people wanted to um, uh, work with you, how are the different ways uh, in terms of uh, your coaching, consulting, obviously all of your educational tools? Tell us about those methodologies. Yeah, so I, ha I have a couple of different ways, and I'm, I'm actually working on developing some group programs as well. Um, I do one-on-one coaching, but I only work with people with autoimmune disease and, and gut issues for that. Uh, I'm transitioning that to group coaching pretty soon, and I'm going to create a program, uh, like a healing from within program, uh, something titled along those lines, but uh, it's really going to be focused on autoimmune disease, gut issues uh, in, in, in that population. Um, as far as consulting goes, I work with uh, all sorts of conditions uh, as far as consulting. So uh, I will, so I, I have one hour consulting uh, pro program or one hour consulting services where someone can just schedule a one hour with me. I'll look over their health history, look over any labs, and then I'll, I'll give you, I'll map you out a, a protocol to deal with any issues. So with that, that's mostly going to be uh, for people with, you know, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, any mild gut issues. So if you just have like heartburn or GERD, 
Um, that's something that we can map out pretty easily in a one hour program. Uh, so, so that's, uh, that's the other service that I offer. I also have a, um, a dad's based group coaching program. So we call it the driven dad eight week health and fitness bootcamp. It's an eight week program. We actually start on Monday. Uh, probably going to be publishing this after we start though. So, uh, on Monday, September 10th, we, we, and we run this every eight to nine weeks. So if you're listening to this, we'll probably have another one going, um, in the next few weeks. But, uh, that one is just basically a personalized nutrition plan, personalized, uh, exercise plan, and then just the coaching to help, help dads really get control of their health. Uh, because I'm really passionate about working with parents because, uh, just love, I love seeing, I mean, in these groups, we see like the kids are getting involved. The kids are working out with the parents and they're helping cook food and, and it just impacts the entire family. So, uh, I'm really passionate about that one. Um, I try to stick most where to where I feel, um, I can have the biggest impact. So that's why, you know, with the personalized coaching, I, I typically stick with autoimmune and gut issues because, uh, you know, many of these people, most half of my clients can't even work anymore because they're dealing with so much fatigue. Um, and, and most of them I've got back working within the first three months of us uh, working together. But so I, I try to focus most of my attention on that. But but, you know, I try to also dabble in my passions of, of fatherhood and, and fitness and, and and really helping, you know, anyone who who's struggling and who's not getting the solutions that they want from uh, from their from their doctor. Well, you've done a great job of educating our audience here in the limited time we have, and I definitely encourage people to check out the podcast, read the blog, and uh, you know, even uh, reach out to you regarding consultations. And of course, if there's dads watching, to sign up for the upcoming group, group programs. Uh, so tell us about the, your website, your podcast, and how uh, people can connect through social media and more. So, yeah, so definitely check out uh, the podcast. I am... Uh, you know, when I said I'm going to transition, I have 300 episodes archived. So, so you can go to, uh, to the website, dradrianchavez.com forward slash podcast. Check it out on any of you, any of the podcast apps. So Google Play, uh, Stitcher, I, I, iTunes, you know, any of those. Um, but you can just search through those, figure out, just check out the topics that are relevant to you. It's bite-sized pieces of information, 15 minutes. You're going to get what you need in those 15 minutes most of the time. Uh, and, and that's going to be really useful uh, for many people. So uh, that's where, you know, I have 300 banked episodes now. When people ask me questions, I just, here's an episode. <laughs> you know, I don't have to, I don't have to give you a 10 minute explanation. I already did it for you. Um, so, so I love doing that. And that's, I feel like that's a really good resource for a lot of people. Um, as far as uh, scheduling a consultation with me, dradrianchavez.com. So dr. A-D-R-I-A-N-C-H-A-V-E-Z.com. If you check that out, there's a link at the, at the front page where you can schedule a consultation with me. You can schedule a 15-minute call if you want to just make sure that we, uh, you know, working together or scheduling a consultation is going to be useful for you. Um, you know, I'll let you know, you know, this is something that I don't have experience with and I don't have any uh, education on. So I don't, I don't think that, you know, I, I would recommend you go elsewhere. Um, or, or get some testing first, uh, because sometimes people need testing. Uh, and, and that's how, when I can really give uh, more value is when I have that, that data in front of me. Um, so that's, that's where you can find that. And then on social media. So Your Nutrition Prescription, that's the name of the podcast. And that's also my handle on Instagram. And if you type in your, your nutrition prescription, you'll find my Facebook page as well. And I'm pretty active on there. So you can usually reach out to me and, and get with me directly there. 
Awesome. I'll make it easy for everyone who's listening and watching here by having links. So you can be able to click right through to the consultation link and the podcast link. And of course, the Instagram and Facebook links as well. Uh, so Dr. Chavez, definitely uh, amazing to connect with you and uh, to pick your brain and to gain all these insights into being healthy and fit while traveling the world. So thank you so much for being on the show here today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No worries. And uh, I definitely encourage everyone to connect and uh, subscribe uh, to Dr. Chavez's um, podcast and the blog and the social media. And also make sure to check us out as well at daddyblogger.com. We'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Happy travels.